When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. And for the first time in what has felt like a while, we're all back together. Um, it's been a, it's been a little spotty as, as the semester's right now, but we, we look like we uh, should be in for the next solid five weeks here, unless anything unforeseen happens. Yeah, Hayden cool. was by himself last week. Yeah, <laughs> a little one-man band action. That was that was different. Not gonna lie, that was different. Um, it was fun, you know. Didn't go the full length, only went like 45 minutes, but, uh, you know, we, we had enough content to fill the thing, and uh, yeah, I think it went pretty well, all things considered. All right, the Hayden episode will, will long live in the, yeah. in the archives. The very the few who were there to hear it. Exactly, actually, yeah, <laughs> did, did you get a recording out of it? It's just... You know, I was going to, but there were some issues with the studio, yeah. you know, as usual in the That's beginning. That's been happening. That's been happening Right, lately. so I was like, you know, I was all stressed out and worried at the beginning of the recording. I was like, you know what, we're just going to... We're just gonna. Not, send we're it. just gonna do it. So, did you, you know, get a recruiting update in there? You know, I did not because uh, <laughs> it's just recruiting is just absolutely dead right. It's dead now. right now. There's yeah. no recruiting. I mean, it is a dead period, is it not? Or it might is it be. Close? I don't it, know. It, it might be, but just college football as a whole, it's a little. You know, there's. It's kind of tough to get the the good storylines right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, the one thing that we do have right now, um, and I don't know if you guys saw. I think Colt might have sent something to the group chat, but. Uh, Old Dominion, Middle Tennessee State, and Southern Miss finally finished negotiations. They will be playing in the Sun Belt, which means the CUSA is going to have to completely redo their schedule for this year. Yep. That's just so weird. Yeah. And I know we, we've, we've talked about this in previous episodes. Why the hurry? Yeah. Is it just more money immediately for these schools? Is it? They were just itching to get out, man. Yeah. And same with James Madison. They were, they were gone in an instant. James Madison was. I um, was hoping that this was going to lead to BYU them going to the Big Twelve this year, but I don't think that's going to happen now. It could. It could. I could see that happening, but they seem content to, to wait, especially Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. They they are in no hurry to go to the SEC, even though, like, why would you want to go if you don't want to go till twenty twenty six? It's but can you imagine, like, Cincinnati, BYU, and who's the other one? Houston. Houston going to the Big 12 right now with Oklahoma and Texas in there right now. Be an insane conference. And, like, Cincinnati. Wait, wait, there's a fourth team, right? It's Cincinnati, BYU. UCF. Houston, UCF. There it is. Um, your boy. Uh, Dylan Gabriel's no longer no there. no longer there. So it's just UCF now. The other thing I saw was Oregon State scheduling a home-and-home. Home. It was at 2029 and 2030. Versus San Jose State. San Jose State. It's like... Who cares, man? It's like <laughs> I thought what? the alliance was supposed to make that 
not be a yes, thing anymore. Yes, and also, <laughs> I just hate scheduling college football. It's something I haven't vented about enough. Why are they scheduling nine to ten years in advance when no, none of the same ADs will be there, none of the same coaches, clearly none of the same players. The unless... playoff won't even be the same. Yeah, it's just like it does not make any sense. And I think if they did it year to year, it would incentivize cool out-of-conference games more. Yep. And I understand that these athletic directors, it becomes a game, like an arms race for scheduling future opponents where you've got to strategize. And I'm sure there's a lot of other things that go with it. But And they're not set in stone either. Like, they can change. Yeah. Like, I know, I remember one year in 2009, ASU was supposed to play BYU, but BYU backed out, like, literally less than a year away from that game. And ASU had to schedule, like... Louisiana Monroe on the fly. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's weird how they do that. I don't like it. I yeah. agree with you guys. You know, it, it, it's kind of like, it makes me feel old. Like, yeah. you know, ASU is going to play Florida in 2035. Like, my kids are going to be playing in that game. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel that. I mean, it, it is just confusing. And I guess it makes sense. Like, if you waited till the year of to schedule all those games, there would be some teams that accidentally... Like, can't get all their games in and are right. stuck with 10. And I think it's weird, man. The conference schedules have to build around the out-of-conference schedules, too. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, several stipulations. Like, I know in, like, the ACC, they have, like, they can't have three straight road games at any point in the season. They can't have two straight road conference games. There's, like, so many variables that they have. I do not, um, or I have a lot of sympathy for the people that have to make the schedules because that is probably a very complicated process. Indeed. But, uh, yeah, anything else you guys saw from uh, college football this week? Well, I, I was looking on the FB Schedules website because that's a, a great scheduling website. It is, the best one. The headliner, and this guys, buckle in for this one. Weber State has scheduled Western Oregon for the upcoming football season. Glorious. Glorious. That is a battle of the titans if I've ever seen one. Exactly. I, Weber State, uh, home of uh, Damian Lillard. So don't forget Did he about go to that. Weber State? He did. No kidding. Damian Lillard at Weber State. They're CG- underrated. They got a good football team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they are, uh, you know, it's Weber State. What can you say? I mean, it's pronounced wrong, but, you know, other than that, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go. Wait a minute. Actually, yeah, why aren't you a bigger fan of Weber State? Is it because Well, they, they don't pronounce it right, so right, right off the bat, you know. If there was a Budge State or a Booge State, like they mispronounced it, it was Booge State, I would root for that okay, team. Okay, Hawaii at Oregon 2031. Hawaii at ASU 2026, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be lit. That's going to be lit. We'll all be back here for that game for sure. Let's do it. Um, yeah, so for the quiz game today, which I understand. Jaquiz who, Rogers. Who won, I think Hayden won the tiebreaker, right? Yeah. I, I listened back. Hayden mm-hmm. won that. And then you guys kind of did a round robin style. Where we thing. each brought questions. Sound like Bosky won, though, which was... He might have. I honestly... I, I believe Bosky won, because I like listened years to that ago. one. He's a real MVP. Yeah, so uh, I think if we're talking about the Grand Series, is it a 3-1 Hayden lead? Something like that. I think it's a 3-1 Hayden lead, but... It might be 2-1. It, 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 I think right. it's 2-1. Okay. But we've got the uh, Name That Rivalry game, and this was brought to our table by, by Colt. Shout out to Colt. Let's go, uh, man. across from me here. There's a signed baseball over there. Like, I don't know who signed it, but it's pretty um, interesting. It says... Jeffrey? Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know. Ep? Uh, no, like Haley? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to leave that there. Um, you mean it's not Babe Ruth? It's not It's not Baby Ruth. Um, 
the great Bambino. But yeah, name that rivalry. There's a lot of weird rivalries in college football. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the name of the rivalry. Okay. And then you're going to have to give me the two schools that participate in that. I'm going to give it multiple choice for the first four questions I have here. Okay. And then I'm going to do three um, after we do our season previews for the Arizona schools. Um, and those ones, I'm just going to give you the name of the trophy. And then you have to guess which two teams play in it. But those ones are slightly going to be slightly easier. Okay. Um, or maybe I should start with those ones. Nah, I'll you're, start with You're these. the game maker. Yeah, yeah, I'll start with these ones. Um, second guess myself over here. But here we go. The Golden Screwdriver. Okay. Do we get hints? The Golden Screwdriver, yes. Um, okay. I will give you the four options. Okay. The Golden Screwdriver, is it A, Fresno State versus Hawaii? B, Boise State versus San Diego State? C, Nevada versus San Jose State, or D, University of Texas El Paso versus Utah State. The Golden Screwdriver. Bro. Wait, say the last three matchups again. Boise State, San Diego State, Hawaii, San Jose State, UTEP, Utah State. Take your time, gentlemen. What was the San Jose State? Who are they playing? Nevada? Uh, Hawaii. Or it was Nevada, sorry. Yeah. What was the first one? First one is Fresno State, Hawaii. <laughs> I have no idea. I got um, I got this. Okay. So so can I I mean I'll spoil it. I I know what it is. I forgot what letter it was. Okay, I, it's, okay, I got the, the options one more again, time. one more time is A, Fresno State, Hawaii. We gotta say it at the same time. B Boise State Sanders, Diego State, Nevada, San Jose, UTEP, Utah State. Okay. All right. Go. On the count of three. One, two, three. C. Fresno State, Hawaii. Hayden says C. Colt says A. It is A. Okay. Fresno State versus Hawaii. Colt, do you have any background info on the Golden Screwdriver? You know, this is a... This feels fairly new in terms of the screwdriver. I don't remember this being a huge part of the lore, but I think I do remember recently that we've had a screwdriver implemented into this rivalry. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why when you said Hawaii, I was like, oh, gosh. I need to know this, and if I don't know this, my Hawaii football fandom is fake. All right, these two southern ski schools skills. <laughs> these two southern schools used to participate in this rivalry game for the Iron Skillet, but the games uh, in recent history have been few and far between. So we have e the Iron Skillet is the name of the trophy. Are you looking up the Golden Screwdriver? Screwdriver over yeah. there. Yeah. I'm hitting myself with so tongue we, twisters. So there, this is for the battle for the what? The Iron Skillet. Is it? I feel like I know this one. Yeah. Is, is it A, Texas State versus Louisiana Tech? B, Oklahoma State versus Tulsa? C, TCU versus SMU? Or D, Texas State versus Texas Tech? For the what? For the Iron Skillet. Okay. I have it. Got it, too. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. C. TCU, SMU. And you said TCU, SMU. You guys are both correct. Very right. good. Very good. That one was a little more well-known, very slightly yeah, uh, yeah. more. A little obscure, though. But, yeah, TCU, SMU, they used to be in what, – what conference was that? The, like, <sighs> Southwest – they were Something. in some weird conference okay. together. Can I give you guys a little history on this? Yeah. Golden Which, Screwdriver. The trophy was the result of a contest held several years ago by ESPN Radio 940 in Fresno in which the station asked listeners to design something to symbolize the rivalry between the two schools. It, so the Golden Screwdriver is in recognition of an alleged incident from the team's 2002 game in Fresno. Whoa. Okay. Several objects were thrown at the UH sideline, including a <laughs> screwdriver where, he was, where June Jones was standing, the former UH football head coach. Jeez. 
Fresno State issued an apology at the time saying, we believe that a screwdriver was thrown by one of our fans at the University of Hawaii team bench. And then the, wow. uh, the legend grew. And then and, they made it golden. And then they <laughs> made a cool. golden screwdriver. <laughs> what is That's that sick. trophy? It, it is just a $5 Walmart screwdriver inside a See, piece I was of thinking wood. like one of those nice, you know, like screwdrivers, like no. the DeWalt ones that no, you no, like, no. drill into the wall. Just the just a five dollar one. Just, yeah, the, just like an art project, bro. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta love it. That's college football for you. It's as good as the turnover chain. I mean, okay, Lane Kiffin can't complain. I mean, a screwdriver yeah. was thrown at June Jones. So true. So are true. Ole Miss and Ten- Tennessee gonna be the battle for like the mustard bottle? That that would be awesome. I think they do. The golden mustard bottle. Oh, was it a golf ball that Hold was on. thrown at Kiffin? Ole what Miss. was thrown? It was a little bit of everything. Yeah, I think uh, there was mustard. But not there a was golf balls. Ole Miss Tennessee rivalry. Mm. Imagine throwing an iron skillet. <laughs> I'm trying to see if they have a name for their rivalry already. It's the Mid South rivalry. That's oh wait, weak. no, that's not even. That's Memphis Ole Miss. So I don't even know. I don't know. We should make up a rivalry name for every Pac-12, like matchup team matchup possible. Apple Cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that that could be cool. Um, okay, what's the third one? The third one is the Chancellor's Spurs, all right? Uh, this one is a – it's a, the Chancellor's Spurs. And I'll, the name does give the you a team hint. Or that's a team or that's the name of the rivalry? It's the name of the trophy. The, the Chancellor's Spurs. You win the Chancellor's Spurs, and it's actually a pair of Spurs. Wow. Oh, okay. Is it Texas – This is definitely California schools. Is it Texas versus Texas Tech, TCU versus Baylor, LSU versus Louisiana Tech, or ULM versus ULL? I need the first two repeated. Texas Texas Tech, TCU Baylor, or A and B. All right. What are the last two? I feel good about this one. LSU, Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Lafayette. I, I like I like I like my answer. Uh, me too. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Louisiana a. Monroe, Louisiana Lafayette. And Hayden said A, which is Texas Texas Tech. Colt, you're wrong. Hayden gets it. It was Texas Texas Tech for the Chancellor Spurs. The Red Raiders, man. Some Spurs. Come on, it's and a Texas. And the Longhorns. Yeah. In the Texas schools. Got to you know, be that one. You can't overthink it. I, yeah, I've never I've never seen this. Is this in the game? Uh, apparently so. Apparently Michael Crabtree won the Chancellor Spurs when he did that play. So. Wow. Chancellor Spurs, very cool. Oh, is it in like NCAA 14? I mean, no, no definitely not. Definitely oh. not. Damn. I would have seen it. That's now. what I mean. That's what I'm trying yeah, to yeah. think of. All right, next one we have the milk can. <laughs> 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 this is the uh, fourth and final question of this first round here. I think Hayden is up 2 1. It's 2 to 2. two to, I, I it is the, 2 I to 2. The Fresno State. Yeah, he, oh, Colt started. You're right. It's 2 to 2. I, I'm, I'm a terrible, I got a tally terrible right host here. here. Okay. The milk can. Is it A, Oregon State, San Jose State? B, Wisconsin, Iowa? C, North Dakota State, South Dakota State? Or D, Fresno State, Boise State? The milk can. Oh, man. Bro. Who's Wisconsin playing? Iowa? It is Wisconsin, Iowa, yes. You know, I did a dynasty with Wisconsin in NCAA. Who's the first one? Oh, San, San Jose. Yep. All right, I'm going to go a little out of the box. I think, wait, who do, who's the Boise one? Fresno. Boise, Fresno. Yep, Boise, Fresno. For a milk can? Yep. The milk can. All right. You I, guys don't ready? I, I don't think I, I know. I don't know either. It's, here are your options one last time before you guess. Oregon State, San Jose State. No way. Wisconsin, Iowa. North Dakota State, South Dakota State. 
Boise State, Fresno State. Uh, not to go so tempting. All right, you ready? Yep. Yeah. Three, two, one. Fresno, Boise, State. Boise. Yeah, same as Cole. You guys both guessed, and you are both correct. Wow. Yes. And you're tied at three apiece. Fresno State not only competes for the Golden Screwdriver against Hawaii, they also compete for the Milk Can versus Boise State, and they also compete for the Old Oil Can versus San Diego State. That's so awesome. So every year, Fresno State is competing for three different trophies. So two cans and a screwdriver? (laughs) (laughs) So it's almost like, why did you guys try do the the whole screwdriver thing? You already have a lot of trophies you're competing for. So I don't know what the reason, like, did the radio show do multiple? I don't know. I don't know. Um, In my hmm. opinion, Hawaii-Fresno State should not be a rivalry. Hawaii should be beating this team every single year. Is that your main rivalry? Yeah, I was going to ask you, who makes, like, your blood boil as a Hawaii fan? Like, who do you hate? So, Hawaii fans (laughs) don't like BYU because traditionally uh, BYU would have all the Polynesian guys that, you know, everyone from Hawaii would go to BYU and we would lose all those guys. And so it would be a Polynesian bloodbath. But now we don't play BYU as much. It's a little bit different. And BYU never considered Hawaii a rival. So it kind of – it's like a one-sided rivalry. Right. Yeah, that's an insult. You know, I feel like a lot of people hate BYU. And it kind of flies under the radar. Like, they're low-key – the villains of I, I this side of the country I have for college up football. On that, yeah. Like kinda like like Michigan State's biggest rival is who? Michigan. Michigan but, for them. But, but Michigan wouldn't think it's Ohio State. Yeah. It's it's tough when, when rivalries are one sided like that. It's almost disrespectful. So yeah. Yeah. like for example, um, Toledo probably thinks Ohio State's their biggest rival. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's it for the shenanigans in the first good. half. But uh, let's get into some team previews. So we've got five episodes left, as we said. So we're going to start what? to look at some in-depth. Yeah, I know. It feels until the new season, though. Oh, that's oh, dead yeah, on a positive note. Hey, and we'll be back. We'll be back in August. Uh, don't worry about it. Assuming. Everyone calm down. <laughs> yeah, we might even do a few offs. We'll see how bored we get in the summer. Right. Um, but we're going to do the two Arizona schools today. And so we'll start with the University of Arizona. Uh, key losses, I have uh, Anthony Patty listed. He was their leading tackler last year for U of A. Yeah, Anthony um, Patty. Any other key losses you guys think of? Yeah, uh, Stanley Berryhill, the first team. He was one of their All-American, All-Pac-12 guys last year as an all-purpose back. He's off to the league. Also, B.J. Castile was another one of their wide receivers. He transferred to Nevada. But as far as major losses, that's kind of all I'm getting right now. Yeah. Kind of like Arizona for the past few years. A lot of losses. That's all you're getting. But, but now... Not many key losses this offseason. They're a young team. They're a young squad. I looked at their roster for next year. They don't even. They have a very small number of seniors on that roster. All right. So who are they adding? Number one, <sighs> Jaden Delora. Whoa! Obviously the key are you addition. Um, Tate Roa McMillan. Yeah, I would, uh, I would argue McMillan. You know, he's another big four-star guy. Delora was was not even a necessity. Like their quarterback room wasn't great. I mean, they but like Jordan McLeod. Uh, he is an him. upgrade though. He, he was is an upgrade. He was an upgrade. He was an upgrade. He'll win them some extra games, but I think improving at the skill areas were what they really needed, and and they really they really did a nice job uh, recruiting the high school level, and they did they did really well in the transfer portal as well. So a little surprising to see a team as bad as they were. Like I know yeah. a lot of people are high on them right now. This team was one and eleven last year. Like yeah, let's not forget that. Like they were bad. True. So you know, but yeah, they did they they did well in the off season, but doesn't doesn't automatically translate to wins on the field. So I'll just say that. That's very true. 
obviously, the head coach is the first thing you're going to think of in the Pac-12 when you're talking about season success. What does this season mean for Jed Fish? What does he need to accomplish? And what are the expectations for him? Um, well, I think last year was kind of a wash. So, like, and even this year, and, and unless they go, unless they win less than three games this year, I think Jed Fish is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he needs to go to a bowl game. He doesn't even, he, he could go four and eight and he'll be just fine with the way uh, this offseason went for them. Now, if they didn't have a good offseason, then I think, you know, you're looking at maybe a hot seat situation. But all Jed Fish needs to do is improve on the field. And based on the roster he's fielded, I think they'll definitely improve. Yeah. Totally agree with Hayden. I I think that their offseason success with however they're getting these guys, whether it's through NIL deals or just straight up paying them. I have no idea okay. what the pitch is, but Jed Fish has made this program, you know, a lot of kids want to go to for some reason, and I don't know why. But if he keeps that up, you know, he'll he'll find success eventually. He doesn't have to win now. He just needs to keep up that keep up the brand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that how terrible they are, it is a desirable school. It's in Arizona. Great weather. You're not going to get me on that train. (laughs) Sorry. It's still a Power 5 school at the end of the day, and it's still in the Pac-12, and it's still in Arizona. But it's in Tucson. It's in Tucson. It is in Tucson, but you're still in the area, and you give any of these guys like Tita Road, McMillan, and Jaden Delora an opportunity to start on a Power 5 school. It's yeah. like the paradox of being in the Power Five. I mean, that's the that's the sell is is that yes. they're gonna walk right onto this Power Five team and play precisely, um, and yeah, all the same points uh, for Jed Fish. He's just got to develop this young talent. He's gotten the roster and give more reasons this year on the field for the roster talent to keep coming. Right, right. and and key word there, develop. Okay, mm-hmm. what did ASU not do with that great wide receiver class? That kind of was very similar to what Arizona did this offseason a couple years ago. ASU brought in this, you know, amazing Southern California recruiting class and, and didn't, didn't develop, develop any of the talent. Yeah. And now the, you know, the star quarterback is gone. Most of those receivers are gone. So, and then look at USC for years, you know, they get all the they great do it, Southern yeah. California kids and they I feel like the vast majority of kids that go to USC end up busting. So, you know, it is what it is, but uh yeah. yeah, I think Arizona's got like a three-year plan right now to be the second-best team in the South and be the main competitor to USC. I think as time goes on, Utah's probably going to you know, get worse. ASU right now is not in a great spot with their recruiting potential violations. Colorado is not going to do anything. Colorado, yeah. And so, yeah, Arizona will probably, probably be that number two team eventually. That should be the goal for them. Yeah, definitely if you're looking at long-term goals for Arizona, that's probably the most realistic one that they can shoot for. But let's go through, and now we'll look at the uh, game-by-game schedule. Let's get some record predictions. Let's Let's get some bulletin board material. First game, U of A is going to go on the road to play the Pac-12 Killers in San Diego State. Um Cool. I mean, we kind of already did the non-conference. Yeah, that's true. Board, but and we can, we can I, still I talk about I it. I won't waver on my pick. It's okay. a loss, I yeah. think, for L. Arizona. It's L. it's an insanely toxic, hostile environment to go on the road. Let, let alone, San Diego State at home is probably still a loss for this squad. Yep. They were good last year in, a, what, an 11-win season last yeah, year for them? Yeah, Brady Hoke. Terrifying game. Uh, next game, U of A hosts Mike Leach's Mississippi State squad. Mike Leach, pretty familiar with U of A. Not going to happen. Yeah, no. I actually have Arizona winning this game. And what I, the way I will defend this is 
Mike Leach's squads, I feel like, always have a ceiling. And their ceiling is nine wins, maybe ten wins on a on a good season. They Everybody knows what they do. They get the good quarterback at the right time, and they're able to be solid enough. For Mississippi State, it, it has less to do with Mississippi State. It has more to do with the fact that Mike Leach just can't win out-of-conference games early in the season for some reason. And it showed when he was at Washington State. He lost to, like, Nicole State. He lost to Eastern Washington. He lost to Boise, Boise all the time. And that's the only reason I'm going to give U of A this. It's at home to U of A in the past, even when they've been horrible, has managed to actually, like, compete with some out-of-conference teams, no matter how bad they were that year. I'm going to take Arizona in that one, which one and one. Next game, hosting North Dakota State. Keyword hosting. Yeah, this is where I think they actually get their first win. I'm on board with that. Uh, uh, North Dakota State has not lost to a Power 5 school in, I think, 11 years now. I actually have North Dakota State winning this one, so I go the other way. So So they're 1-2. and Yeah, they're 1-2 and in all consensus. First Pac-12 game, we're getting into new territory here. Road game against California. Uh, I'm going to go win here. I think they get it done on the road. You know, Cal... I don't know how to feel about Cal. They've just played with my emotions so much over the last few years, and I'm just I'm kind of over buying into their early season hype. So U of A gets a win. Here. No, but I know you mentioned the COVID thing last year, and you're a little bit high on Cal for this next season, but I haven't seen anything either from Cal that interests me, and so I'm going to also give Arizona the win 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, I'm going to continue to be a contrarian. Uh, I'm going to pick Cal in this one. So I think Arizona drops this one. It's on the road. 1-3. and three. And I actually, I do think Cal is going to be a good bowl team next year. So 1-3 and three in my book right now. Next up, we have a home game against the Colorado Buffaloes. That's a dub. Yeah, I think they'll win that, that one. Is a yeah, dub. it's got to be a win. We did note that Colorado actually won some conference games late last year. However, mm-hmm. I, this is one that U of A's got to have. And for Jed Fish to not be on the hot seat early, I also give him the dub. They're two and three in my book. Cold, Cold Nane, you guys have them at three and two right yes, now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, they're a winning record. And but now just they, watch. Now they just host the, the Oregon Ducks. Hell. There's no way, bro. No. Now, Talent people forget, gap. for Washington, it's ASU. And for Oregon, it's U of A. True. Like, the Oregon has not been able to figure U of A out That's at true. all. And it, they lost to them two straight years when Oregon was with Mariota. Yeah. Yeah. Mariota couldn't beat U yeah, of A. Scooby they beat right him in the Pac-12 championship, though, didn't they? Yes. They, they but, got but their, in the yeah, regular they season game loss. when they wore pink and black, Scooby Wright had the game of his life. But that, that is the difference between a great U of A team and this U of A team. I think yes. Oregon wins this one. I think U of A is now 2-4. and four. I got them at 3-3. Three and three. Hayden's also 3-3. Three and three. Next, yeah. they have a road game versus the Washington Huskies. It's another L. I'm going to give this one to U of A, and I'm going to say I give it to U of A. It's a hostile environment in Seattle, but I, it's more about the state of Washington's program right now. Jimmy, yeah, very Jimmy Lake, akin to ASU. Jimmy Lake, absolutely. T- I think they're in a worse spot than ASU, actually. You know what? I kind of agree with I that. I got U of A winning that. Also, Delora. Did, did we mention that Jaden Delora is on this team? Uh, Cole, oh, that's We true. have not. Great. I can already feel the tide swinging over there for Cole. But <laughs> I've got them at three and well, four. Four and three. Uh, then they have a bye week. Will they lose during the bye week? No. <laughs> nope, five and three. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's the, the bye week. Um, next up, they have a home game versus USC. L. I mean, it's nice that coming. they get the bye week. I mean, there's no chance. They let's win this say game. USC has a really hard time figuring this out, but that's just my optimism. There. USC, Lincoln Riley's a great coach, and they've got a great thing going there. 
Yeah. USC I, I, just, I can't be optimistic for you. Four and four. You guys don't understand. I mean, let's talk about just the next two games at once because I feel like they go hand in hand at Utah, at UCLA. No, there's no way. There's no way they win either yeah, of those games. Yeah, I think no matter what, what happens. That, six? No matter how good U of A comes out next year, no matter how good they look, I think those three games are guaranteed losses. I think they're at a. I've got them at a five game losing streak. So I've got them at. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. That's three and seven for me. Three and seven is their record. I've got them at four and six right now. Okay. Um, and then we're headed into the second to last game of the season. They host Washington State. Win. They break They break their losing streak here. I would also say so. Washington schools both probably going to be pretty bad. But who knows with Washington State? They host Wazoo, you said? They host them, yes. Yep. Yeah, Wazoo, they got Cameron Ward now, quarterback. The the FCS guy yeah. who's like Actually a good a lot of people excited. Yeah. yeah. So. And then they they weirdly were good last year. It's weird, but yeah, four and seven in my book. And then the last game, the territorial cup. Should we should we hold off until we do the ASU prediction? Let's do it. Okay, we'll hold off. We, on we that. don't we don't give U of A first first pick. Exactly. So U of A four and seven up to that last game in my book. Colt, what was it for you? Five and six. Five and six. And Hayden, it was four and seven. Four and for you. seven. Okay. So let's talk <laughs> oh ASU. ASU. Woo. Key losses, obviously Jaden Daniels, but honestly, two of the most key losses, Zach Hill, Antonio Pierce, going away is yeah, not great. No, it's 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 just one of those things where it doesn't even sting anymore because, like, I would say after the season and the failure to meet expectations, it's all just numb for me at this point. And a lot of other people, a lot of other AS diehard ASU fans. It's just like when Pete, when we heard Antonio Pierce left, it was just like, all right, you know what I mean? People yeah. are dropping these bombshell reports of like, oh, another heartbreaker for ASU, and we're just like, you know, par for the course right now. So, yeah, exactly. But I'm hearing that the players are – like this is a very tight-knit group. You yeah. know, there's not really any bad eggs in the, in the locker room right now. The guys that are here want to be here because Lord knows they've had every chance, chance. to leave. Yep. So that could be a really good thing, just cleansing, you know, some of the bad eggs in this program. And, um, yeah, I think that will actually bode well for ASU. And that's the positives with the pandemic is that a lot of these guys had that extra year to stay with each other and True. build that chemistry. Yeah. And the key additions from um, out of the school, Nesta Jade Silva, Silvera from uh, yep. Miami. And then Paul Tyson from Alabama, who's probably going to get the reins at, uh, at quarterback unless a late transfer hits us. Uh, Emory Which, Jones. Hey, Emory, Emory, Jones. Jo Emory Jones. I'm hearing Emory Jones to ASU could be a thing. Really? That'd yeah. Be awesome. Okay, that would be exciting. It's very to similar to Jaden Daniels, too, in terms of like uh, you know his abilities, dual threat guy. Yeah. So some small pickups in the transfer portal for ASU could could prove yeah, exactly. ASU's Invalidate. defense. They still have Jermaine Lola. They have Corey Bethley as a DB They're, now, yeah. Hawaii's second leading tackler last year. ASU might have the best defensive line in the conference, and I'm not even kidding. You have got Jermaine Lola. Trevez Moore coming back, who was really good in limited action on the field last year. He transferred in from LSU the year prior. Um, DJ Davison's gone, but you have Omar Norman Lott up the middle. BJ Green, the true freshman who led the team in sacks. Yeah, a defense should be good, man. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez has got a great defense, and then or defensive line, and then the linebackers. You know, you got Merlin Robertson coming back. Yeah, you've got Kyle Soley coming back. And then Eric Gentry, who was a first-team NCAA freshman last year. Well, there you go. Secondary promise. Secondary is a little, a little sketchy. Little a little suspect, sketchy. A little suspect. Throw Bethley in there, though. Yeah, you That's got Bethley upgrade. at safety, the Markham brothers, and then Jordan Clark, obviously at cornerback. He'll be the main, the cornerback number one. But yeah, 
Uh, and so then we've got the coach, uh, Herm Edwards. Ah. Uh, <laughs> what, what's this season looking like for our boy Herm? I think this is it regardless of what happens. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw, but there's like a new statute of limitations rule for um, investigations in the NCAA. Like anything after two years is you can't you got to throw it out. Really? Yeah. So I think they'll speed this thing up and we're going to know what what the what the uh, sanctions are for this program after this well, season. That's good. It makes it so the NCAA has to be quicker with their assessment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like so that. regardless, this this is going to be it for Herm. Whether he leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth uh, by missing out on a bowl game, possibly losing to U of A, or if he maybe you know has a respectable season, who knows? But I think regardless of what happens, he's gone after this year. I mean, who knows? What if we start off bad and he gets fired mid-season? Yeah. You know, I just feel like that won't happen, though. I, I don't. I don't feel like he will. I, Herm Edwards. I feel like this season is dead in the water, and they're just trying to get rid of another year of his contract to make it hurt a little yep. less when we fire him, because. Uh, in, in ASU's minds, they're like, well, we've got the sanctions that could be looming anyways. Might as well ride it out with Herm. But unless, barring an insane undefeated season, well, if you go to the crazy no. championship, then it's like, then that's Then different, he retires man. and rides off into the sunset. True, true. And then gets the whole thing vacated but, uh, a couple months later. This is the moment we've been waiting for. The ASU game-by-game -game prediction will start. They host NAU, who took out their Arizona brethren that from Tucson true. last year. Yeah. But this this ASU team is so much more talented than that U of A team. Yes. Like there's still there's still a lot of talent on this team. And if you take out the violations, people might call this a sleeper team to win the South. So just gonna say that. No problems with NAU. I agree. No problems, one and oh. Next game. Me and Cole will be at this game at the very least. Wow. At Oklahoma State in Stillwater. No. Don't like their chance. chances here. I don't I'm not gonna say no chance because ASU historically is very good at picking off non-conference teams early in the season on the road yeah. and it's on like, the road it's they beat similar, michigan state our freshman year true. it's a similar um climate to asu in yeah. oklahoma so it's not going to be the weather won't right impact and, and guys they've done like they almost beat wisconsin when they had russell wilson and jj watt yeah I, uh, I, when the asu was bad one year i'm not going to say no chance and i've actually gone back and forth in this game but i'll, I'll say it's a loss and one and one start yeah we'll next game one one kind of well. a sneaky game we host eastern michigan no chance for the Eagles. Two and one. Devils. It is sketchy just because of how the Pac-12 as a whole performs at a conference, but I still, yes, will give ASU the nod. Just because we host that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it being like a sloppy, close game in the third quarter, and people are, like, kind of sketched out, but ASU pulls away in the fourth. Uh, fourth game of the season, we host the Utah Utes, the winners of the South from and conference from last year. No, Get your sir. field flooding shoes on, boys. ASU wins. Wow. ASU Utah's beating not going to be able to handle the heat. That Guys, that game's early in the season. It's going to be like 90 to close to 100 degrees. It will be pretty hot. Regardless ASU, of what time of day it is. ASU does have that upset mentality. I'd love a win there, but uh, I do think ASU loses. Even though I do think Utah will not be as good as everyone is hyping. I've seen people give them top 10 recognition. It's ridiculous. Right now, man. I saw top 5 it's by ridiculous. Big Game Boomer. Big Game Boomer's early season playoff, I think, is Ohio State, Bama, Utah, Wake Forest. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a troll <laughs> account. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I what don't one see would it think. from Utah. I mean, I, I don't see it from ASU beating Utah. I should say. So I, I got two and two start. Yep, Next, we've got a tough road game against USC. No, I don't, I don't think they win this one. Two and three. Yeah, that's about the worst possible game right there. Is the road game USC? So U of A and ASU both play USC and Utah back to back. Yeah. 
It's and then UCLA gets UCLA right after we ASU at least gets UCLA later in the season. Nice. Um, next we host the Washington Huskies. That's his back dub. in the win column. Yeah, I think it was a sketchy game in Seattle last year, but this yeah. year we get him back in in Tempe. Guys, Washington hasn't beaten ASU at Sun Devil Stadium, I believe, since like 1999. That's embarrassing. It's crazy. It's almost as embarrassing as Oregon State's eight-game losing streak to Washington State. <laughs> don't don't ask me about that. I oh, I hate <laughs> the Cougars. Um, then we have a bye. Very good. Bye. Coming off the bye. Got to go on the road for a, a tough game in California against Stanford. I think they get it done. In a close game, I think they get it I done. I think that's a win, too, especially with the bye. Stanford's a scary team on the road whenever they have David Shaw at head coach. But, man, it feels like we've been giving them excuses for a while. I think ASU wins. Who does Stanford play the week before us? Stanford plays at Notre Dame the week before. <laughs> Whoa. They're going to be beat up. They're yes. going to be absolutely beat up. You guys it. remember what I said earlier in the season. What is Notre Dame going to do for ASU? They're going to tenderize that They're gonna meat. They're going to tenderize the meat. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> uh, and then Stanford's game after us is at UCLA, too. So they're oh. sandwiched in a gauntlet right there. Um, next game, we go at Colorado. I'm going to predict an upset loss for us here. Colorado has kind of weirdly just had our number over I, the last few years. I would agree. Colorado always, you can always mark them down for a few weird wins. They had it last year. They beat Oregon State. They beat they beat some a couple teams. They beat Washington late in the season. I've, I've got Colorado. I've got ASU beating Colorado in this game. I don't know why. <laughs> Five and three ASU, and all then right. it all goes downhill. Yeah, I'm four and four um, with my ASU prediction right now. Hayden also five and three, I think. Um ASU hosting UCLA. No. No way. Well, UCLA yeah. has actually been one of the few Pac-12 teams who've played really well at Sun Devil Stadium. Mm. It's it's usually a tough place for teams to play, but USC and UCLA both know how to beat UCLA us. UCLA is a good team. Man. Yeah, I think UCLA, it, I've been very vocal. I think it's their year. They're my Pac-12 champion pick. Wow. That's bulletin board material. Um, but, yeah. ASU falls in that game, I, I got, think, as well. I got five Next and up, four right we now. got a road game against Washington State. I've got them four and five. Another tough team that has ASU's number historically, especially on the road. ASU yeah. has never played well in Pullman, and I think they lose their third straight here. I, I actually have them marked for a win. I think they okay. get the win. I think the Washington schools are swept by ASU as they'll be swept by a lot of teams this year. They are bad. They are bad, 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 bad teams. Um, but I, I just, you know... I just feel ASU's got the win here. I feel I, it in my heart of hearts. I can see a sketchy game like how ASU played Washington last year happening yeah. where they're going to have to eke it out, but I do have ASU winning that one to become bowl eligible at, what is that, 6-4 and four right yep. now? Yep. Yep. Uh, I've got them 5-5. Five and five. Next up, they have a home game versus Oregon State. That's going to be a loss. going to be a tough game. Hayden's got win. the win. Yeah, the I got win the down for bowl eligibility. For bowl eligibility. 6-5, and five, you've got the loss. I've got a loss here. Explain. Oregon State, I, I think, you know, they showed a lot of promise last year. They are building a legitimate program over there. And down the stretch, if Oregon State has a chance to win the North, they're going to be playing really hard against ASU in that game. Um, not to mention if JT Daniels goes there and that quarterback situation gets figured out and JT's actually the man over there, I think Oregon State could pull off the upset. Uh, it has felt like the Oregon State-Arizona State games in recent history, last 10 to 15 years, at least since I've been alive, has have been really competitive and really fun. I think no matter what, this will be a fun game. I'm going to give the slight edge to Oregon State because Jonathan Smith's squads typically have been rolling by the end of the season um, true. in his era. 
And then we have the last game of the year, a road game versus U of A. No pity for the kitty. For me, this is for bowl eligibility. ASU's five and six going into this game, and for me, I think you're six and five. I'm six and five. You're six, six and, and five. five. And then, so who you got? Uh, do you want me to start it off? Yeah. So I think coming into this game, U of A, let's see, will be four and seven. So they've got nothing to play for. Yep. ASU six and five. This is the same thing as 2019. Same records, same thing, except U of A is going to have more of a chip because yeah. ASU has thoroughly and utterly dominated them for the better part of the last decade. So with that, I think they still find a way to screw it up, and ASU gets – it's this is bad that I don't even remember how many we've won in a row. Uh, I know the <laughs> last time we lost was 2016, so let's see, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. This is going to be the sixth in a row. ASU is going to really get sick and tired of this Territorial Cup, and um, – you know, they're going to have to find a permanent home for it here in Tempe because it's not going anywhere. There we go. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I've got ASU being 6-5 and five going into this game, Arizona being 5-6. and six. This place is going to be sold out for this game nah, in Tucson. Nah. It's going to be all the momentum, a chance to finally beat ASU, to be bowl eligible. The place is going to be rocking. This is, this is what I would imagine. I got Arizona winning this thing, especially oh, because weak. ASU, I have them falling to Oregon State the week prior. I think the win's going to be out of their sails. They lose this. They'll still be bowl eligible, both teams, but uh, I think they lose. I've got Arizona at 4-7, and seven, ASU at 5-6 and six going into this game. It's the game in Tucson. It's going to be a rowdy ASU of A squad. ASU has just had so much going against them all offseason. And maybe, and I hope, it's just the tone that is here right now, but it just feels like this year is just not going to be ASU's year in a lot of different areas. And I feel like U of A will win this game, and they'll both finish the season 5-7. and seven. Nobody will be happy. But my hope is that this game where U of A steals the Territorial Cup for one year will just be a blip on the radar of a lot of maroon and gold yeah. over the 20-year stretch here. Yeah, because you know, I just... I get, I get why you guys are drinking the U of A Kool-Aid. I, I get it. It's just, this team was bad last year. They and, were. They were. And, okay, all these guys that are coming in are so highly, you know, touted. Like, they're still freshmen. You know what I mean? They're still freshmen. ASU is still loaded on defense. Okay. Jaden Delora is a good quarterback. He's not elite. He's not a guy you're going to plug into a system and is going to win you five extra games. Yeah. You know, he I, did I very, think, he shredded ASU last year. I do Killed think ASU. Arizona State is the better team. I well, do sure, think they're the yeah. better team. And that's not always the determiner of who wins this game. Yeah. In it's fact, college football. You, you might even be able to tell me at this time next year, U of A might even be the better team than ASU. Might even have more to play for, but I don't know. I'm definitely biased, so I'll give you guys that. It's going to be a fight. Uh, I'm, it's I'm gonna so be a fight. biased, but. I just can't pick against ASU. I think ever they'll both finish game. the season six and six, but U of A is going to be the most ecstatic they've been in years, and ASU is just going to be depressed. Herm will probably be fired after that loss, and then they'll have a new coach for the bowl game. And I, I've talked about this before. Typically, when the big brother is having a down year, the little brother takes advantage more yep. often than not, especially since it's in temp or it's it, in Tucson. Yep, I can see that. Gives gives kind of like Oklahoma State vibes this year. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. kind of similar. Or what, what Cal did. Big Brother Stanford was having yeah. another rough year. Cal stole the game from him, stole the, the 
acts. Yeah, I just I can't bring myself to do. It. I've never every year that I've gone through, I've never marked an L for ASU in that game. And that's, I just can't do it. That's something you gotta respect. I more often than not, I'm picking Oregon State yeah, that, over that's Oregon. That's me in every Hawaii game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got Hawaii going undefeated for the next 27 years, bro. <laughs> I, that's what I say every year for Oregon State too. It hasn't happened yet, but this one, year, man, I'm telling years. you that that squad is good. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'd be down. All right. Uh, let's go back into name that rivalry. I believe you guys are tied at three. Um, we reminder: we still we're in the second round in the March Madness tournament. Let's get doesn't, that. Oh it, yeah, we got to do that it, still. Yeah, it doesn't look like we're gonna really be able to get much into it. We'll we'll finish the name that rivalry first. Maybe we could do a region, but it, it's looking like we'll probably be finishing that up as the uh, next five episodes go. Or we could even just do it all next episode if we we made the time to do it. Okay. Um. But yeah, we still got to do that. It's definitely been fun. I, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Instagram post on Pacific Point of View. Um, the second round is posted. Um, and we can follow that along. Let's do it. We'll do a region after this uh, finishing touch to the name that rivalry game. Uh, and so this is the, the version where it's not multiple choice. Okay. I'm going to give you the name of a rivalry. You tell me the two teams that are involved. Yep. Here we go. You're tied at three, by the way. Paul Bunyan's Axe. Okay. Don't say it yet. Get your answer in your brain. For Paul Bunyan's axe. I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan Minnesota. It is Wisconsin, Minnesota. What am I gets smoking? it right. Paul Bunyan's axe. All right. Next one. We're going to Wait, rap. What is Michigan, Michigan State? Here we go. Next one is Paul Bunyan Trophy. Michigan, Michigan. <laughs> the Paul Bunyan Trophy. So you got Paul Bunyan's axe is Wisconsin, Minnesota. What is the Paul Bunyan Trophy? I don't know. Where does that go? Wisconsin, Iowa State. <laughs> All right. You guys, are you guys ready for the Paul Bunyan Trophy? <sighs> yes. Uh, okay. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan Minnesota. What did you say? Michigan, Michigan State. And you said Michigan, Minnesota. It is Michigan, Michigan State. Whoa. The Paul Bunyan Trophy. <laughs> How dumb is it that the Paul Bunyan's Axe Trophy and the Paul Bunyan Trophy exist? I didn't know there were two different ones. Yeah, I was also, I saw that and I was like, huh. Like, I guess you're right. I guess those are two different things. Cause I knew it was one of the Michigan schools. It's the one I... that they always slap the helmet on top of, and they're carrying okay. it around. All right. um, although we've seen a lot of Michigan State helmets on that bad boy in the last yes. 10 years. I'll tell you that much. Here we go. This is the tiebreaker. You guys are both at five, or four. Um, we have the Platypus Trophy. What? The Platypus Trophy. Okay. <laughs> Before you guys make your guesses... The the hint to actually I don't know if this hint will even help you guys. I mean, I feel like it'll hurt more than it'll just, help. Just give it. The the inspiration for the trophy, the platypus, is a combination. Phineas and Ferb. Is a combination of the spirit of the two schools that are playing the game. They tried to combine them both into a trophy for this trophy. It's a rivalry game. The plat and the yipus. <laughs> <laughs> the platypus is a is a combination of things. So, isn't it like a duck and a beaver? <laughs> some may. So, some, some so have preferred, Oregon, Oregon State. Some have preferred to it. All right, let's see what you guys' answers are. Dude, Three, two, one. It's not Oregon, Oregon State. I mean. Um, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. Oh, what the platypus. <laughs> Take your time, guys. Take okay, your time. Okay. Um, there's no way I'm getting this. Me neither. Just let me know when you guys are ready. <sighs> um, okay. Okay, here we go. 
Three, two, one. Coastal Utah. Carolina, Appalachian State. I was going to say Utah State, Boise State. It is never brought out during the rivalry game. But believe it or not, the platypus is a trophy in the Oregon-Oregon State rivalry game that actually changes hands every year. It's the combination between a duck well, you were on that. and oh a my. beaver. I thought Hayden like straight up guessed it, but oh. then Hayden was like, no, that's not my guess. But here we go, tiebreaker. Oh, we're doing wow. it. All right. Okay. This is a Big Ten rivalry game. It is the Land of Lincoln Trophy. Who are the two teams that participate? You guys. Yep. Ready? Got it. Yep. Okay. Three, two, one. Northwestern, Oklahoma. You said Nebraska, Oklahoma. You said Northwestern, Illinois. You Hayden said big... gets it. Okay. Yes, Hayden gets it. It was a Big Ten rivalry, but I mean, you said Nebraska. I guess it was the Land of Lincoln Trophy, well, Illinois versus no, Northwestern. Guess Illinois, Northwestern, either. Yeah, those are some obscure uh, teams. I saw. I heard Lincoln. I was like, eh, Nebraska. <laughs> There's also the uh, oh, the Iowa Minnesota. Did somebody say that one? That's the Floyd of Rosedale Trophy. It's a pig. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. All right. Um, we've got about yeah, we got roughly ten minutes ish. Damn, left. Hayden won another one. Hayden wins another Brutal. one. Colts getting three one, but we all know what happens to three one leads. That's true, man. Um, so I'm nervous. Looking at there. these regions, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's just do the East region in this uh, in this playoff in this tournament. We've done the first round. We've got a second round to do. Since there's only the round of what is it? Thirty two. Round, round of thirty two. Okay. Since we've only got four games to go here, we could give a little bit of an analysis in each one. Uh, first game, we've got the one seeded Georgia versus eight seeded Oregon. But we're gonna find out. The Oregon Ducks beat Ohio State last did year. Did beat Ohio State? Just saying. Obviously, uh, Cristobal squad, very physical. Kayvon Thibodeau, very skilled. Georgia did win the national title, which is a slight you know, deterrent <laughs> of the yeah. Ducks. Oregon wasn't as good down the stretch. Yeah. yeah. It's all Anthony about Brown, it's not, not getting it done And we're for playing me. this in the postseason, so, yeah. I was no. going to take Georgia no matter what. I would also take Georgia over the Ducks in this case. However, Georgia, I'd say, is susceptible to an upset because I mean, Stetson Bennett is a quarterback. Not to disrespect him, he did win an Addy. Like, okay, this game is in week two after, like, Georgia plays Clemson really close and Oregon, like, beats Ohio State. Then maybe we're talking, but... Nah, not in the postseason. Georgia. Yeah, I'd say number one seed Georgia gets through to the Sweet 16. Next up, we have the Cinderella story of the tournament. 13-seeded Nebraska versus five-seeded Penn State. Penn State went six and six, and I, I don't know if they played that year. Considering how close Nebraska was to, like, breaking out at the end of the season... I'm almost tempted to take them again. But the thing Except is, I didn't take them in the first round. That's true, actually. That's true. But they have made it through. They didn't play Penn State last year. The key word there, though, is like they were almost in every single game, and they didn't win. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like this is the one where they are within three points at the end, and they're and they about lose. to win, and they absolutely choke. Or it goes to seven overtimes. <laughs> or it goes to seven overtimes. Or seven. Yeah. Penn State also. Who did they upset the first time? Um, Sorry. Who? Nebraska. Nebraska. They beat and, NC State and Devin Leary. Oh yeah, I, I didn't vote for which that. Which was a bit a bit of a, a stretch, a I stretch. will admit. But I think they're more likely to beat Penn State than NC State. In my opinion. Penn State did have a significantly worse season than NC State, I will say. I got Penn State. You know, I'm willing to I'm willing to pick Nebraska in this one simply for chaos sake. Let's do it, dude. All right. Like it's it's March the, Madness, the 13th man. The 13th seed to the Sweet 16. They're the, they're the peacocks of yeah. our tournament. There we go. Beautiful Nebraska to the Sweet 16. Peacocks. That'll make Donnie happy. Um, next game we've got Iowa State. Okay. 
the three seed versus Arkansas. This, oh my goodness, this That's would be a great, great game. Great game. It's a great game. A three-six matchup would be expected to be great. I am honestly going to take Iowa State. What's the seeding just... here? Uh, three-seeded Iowa State. Say, why does that matter? Why does it matter? What is the seeding here? Three-seeded Iowa State, six-seeded Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, man, Arkansas. Arkansas was a confusing team last year. There were certain games where they looked like they were ready to contend. There were other games where it looked like they did not belong on the field as their opponent. And there were a game, like the game against Bama, where they had Bama on the ropes, where Bama had that weird stretch mm-hmm. in the middle of the season. Did Arkansas beat AM. I believe, Ar- yeah, they trashed AM. They, wow. they, yeah, it was a college game day game, I think, too. I got Arkansas. It was a fun game. Iowa State lost to Clemson at the end of the year. Yeah. Clemson's defense is really good, though. At Arkansas. You kind of talked me out of it. I'm the tiebreaker. I'm going to pick Arkansas. I'm going to pick Arkansas okay. just because. Yeah. They I, they showed enough promise. Iowa State it felt like was underwhelming despite being that's good. True. Underwhelming more than overwhelming. That's true. So down goes Brees Hall, Brock Purdy, Iowa State's out. Arkansas to the Sweet Sixteen. Love it. Screw the SEC though. Next up we have two seated Clemson versus the underdogs. Everyone hates them. No one wants to see them win. It's BYU, the ten seed, the scrappy squad. This is an interesting game, man. Yeah, I do. I I disagree. I do not see a universe where BYU beats Clemson. No, I do not. I just see they them lost getting... to UAB and Boise State last year. Yeah, that, I mean they did have some good wins. Yeah, they beat ASU and they beat Utah. They beat Utah and they beat USC. So yeah. so the talent gap wasn't too much they there. However, the talent plus coaching is what you're getting with Clemson. Plus the end of the season, Clemson. Yep. Was hot. Yes. Yeah, so I think Clemson low key trashes BYU in this game, and I think. I got Clemson. Yeah. I'm going to take Clemson. All right. So that sets up the uh, Sweet 16 for that region. I think we can do another region. Let's go one more rapid fire. All right. Then. All right. Let's 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 do the West region real quick so we can get through uh, half of this. We've got Michigan, the one seed versus eight seeded Appalachian State. Oh, it's not happening. Yeah. I Michigan don't, was I mean, actually good last year. I don't think I, I still State have, is the firepower. I still have but Michigan. it is the historic upset. We've right. seen this before. Oh, that's true. That's true. We've that's seen why it's not going to happen. But yeah, because I, it that, already did. Yes. Okay. That's why History Michigan will wins. not repeat itself. You're right. This one, an insane matchup. 13-seeded Coastal Carolina Who? versus 12-seeded Oregon State. Oh. It's literally my boy Grayson McCall versus Oregon State. I'm going to take Coastal. <sighs> History. See, guys, if Oregon State defeated Utah State, then we're I would have picked yes. Oregon State. Same thoughts. Yep. Give me Coastal. Yeah, I, I actually have to agree with you. Coastal runs the veer. Terrifying. Out of conference. Grayson McCall is an absolute beast. Oregon State, yeah, lost to Utah State. They did win the Mountain West, which is impressive, but it's those scary out of conference games. Yeah, I agree. Coastal Carolina, the Sweet 16, as sad as it is to say. They're in. They're into the Sweet 16. Another 13 seed, the Sweet 16. We got two of them. Wow. This is March Madness, ladies and gentlemen. Three seeded Pitt versus underdog 11 seeded North Carolina. Yeah, they I played. Think Carolina. They played. They did play. And North Carolina almost beat them. Yeah, they they played a couple teams really tough. They were more. They were supposed to be the contenders in the sleepy contenders in the uh, ACC, but they ended up being the the underdogs that were. Scrappily beating teams they weren't supposed to. They just Wake Forest derailed mm-hmm. Wake Forest's yep. uh, playoff. Hopes. Who won the Pitt Michigan State game? I know Kenneth Walker didn't play, but who won that game? Um, neither <laughs> did Kenny remember. Pickett. Right? It was a boring. No, it was boring a game. terrible because no. Nobody I think Michigan played. State won. Michigan right. State won. Yeah. I remember there's a picture of Mel Tucker smoking a cigar after the game. I got Carolina in this. Um, 
I, I'm giving it to Pitt. Just Kenny Pickett. I oh, believe. I'm a you, firm dude. believer in Kenny Pickett. Uh, I, I'm, I'm biased toward what actually happened when they played during the season, and Pitt did win. So I got to give it to Pitt. Give it to Pitt. 11 seed in North Carolina is out. Pitt advances. Here we go. Last game we're gonna do here, guys. Number seven seed Kentucky versus two seeded Oklahoma. Buckle up, boys. Wow, the Stoops uh, family has yeah. a lot invested in this yeah. game. Yeah. Mark Stoops is uh, probably coaching this game. Or Bob uh, I think, Stoops. I think Oklahoma, they played, They destroyed Oregon in the Alamo Bowl. They look pretty good. I feel like any other seven seed in this bracket yeah. would have beat Oklahoma. Not this one. Kentucky is fraudulent, in my opinion. And yeah. I, I've expressed that opinion before. I'm not a big Kentucky I mean, fan. Oklahoma was fraudulent during the regular season. Do we have anyone behind us? They come in a little late. Okay. So we should probably still. Like yeah, 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 we're good. We're yeah, good. We're, we're... Oklahoma was fraudulent during the regular season. Your pick doesn't matter, Cole. We've already. <laughs> but but might as well make it. Oklahoma. All right, Oklahoma. <laughs> so we've set the up longest half pause. of the Sweet Sixteen. We've got Michigan, Coastal, Pitt, Oklahoma, Georgia, Nebraska, Arkansas, and Clemson. That's one hell of a half of a Sweet Sixteen. I look forward to as we finish the rest of the bracket on the next show, or at least the rest of the Sweet Sixteen. We'll see. Um, that was any a parting tease, thoughts? Man. Exactly. I know. Actually, I was. I'm down excited. To do, I want to do the whole thing, but it, it's fun to do. It's good. You know, we're, we're microdosing ourselves yeah. with the with March Madness. We can't <laughs> give it all at this one time. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, if that's everything we got, I, I got that post-it note still up there. Dylan Gabriel for Heisman. Oh, it's still up there. There we go. All right, and. That's a great note to end on. Thank you, Colt. You're uh, welcome. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye. <laughs>